0: Hi, I'm Rick Ryman, host of Audibly Speaking, a show on the stories behind the stories of our time. By sounding out on these stories, we give voice to them and hear them for the first time. From the news of the day to history and literature, from audiobooks to leaders on the stump, we examine the backstories of our time, audibly speaking. Today I am reviewing a new movie that has come out this year in 2021, The Auschwitz Report. This is not just another Holocaust movie. It is deeply informed by the new world we have all been living in since 2015, when the lingering fallout from the Great Recession became intertwined with the European reaction to the Syrian refugee crisis and the rise of authoritarian movements globally. The movie begins with the familiar line by the philosopher George Santayana, Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. This was once a tired and overused line to me, but with the rise of people like Victor Orban and Donald Trump, anti-European Union sentiment, Marine Le Pen in France, all claiming to have democratic support in an effort to undermine, if not overthrow, democracy, and all trying to gain support from people by demonizing the other, the statement seems fresh and urgent. At first, my take on the movie was that if you were not familiar with the very best Holocaust movies and documentaries, including the recent BBC documentary series and Schindler's List, you wouldn't learn anything new about the Holocaust experience from this film. A concern for accuracy in depicting the Holocaust is not new, and a few scenes seem familiar in detailing that accuracy, but I now am quite certain that I was wrong, that this movie is new and powerful, not only because its messages are new, but because it points a megaphone toward those things we are today most deaf about regarding the Holocaust, the misconceptions most likely to condemn us to repeat this horrific event so recent in our common history. The story is all too true. Unlike Schindler's List, for example, nothing significant to the structure of the story is fictional, and there is no search for redemption or a happy ending. Two Slovakian Jews, modeled on Rudolf Verba and Alfred Wechsler, escape from Auschwitz in 1944 and carry the news of what is happening in the camps to the Allies fighting Hitler. The horror that they witnessed and the near impossibility of the success of their escape and their flight is contrasted with the world's response to their reporting, disbelief and inaction. The two inmates and the prisoners in Auschwitz all wanted the Allies to bomb the camps, come what may. But no plan was put into effect to do anything of the sort. Supreme Court Justice Felix Frankfurter's classic reaction was to tell another famous inmate of the camps who escaped to the West, Jan Karski, I can't believe what you tell me. I don't dispute your facts, but I just can't believe them. The movie ends, or seems to end, on this solemn note. Before the two men escape, we see the outline of the Holocaust, informed, as I said, by the attacks upon memory in our own time. For example, the film, supported by the latest scholarship and the European Union itself, goes to great lengths to depict a German officer who is directly in contact with the mistreatment of the prisoners. A kind of middle manager in the camp system. We see him torturing people en masse, killing them indiscriminately, but also deliberately, but we also see that he is emotionally drained by the war and no longer believes in Hitler or the war. We see him showing his victims a picture of his son killed on the Russian front thereby humanizing him as if he has to justify himself and his death-dealing activities even as he performs them. Not that there weren't sadists in the camp who enjoyed what they were doing, but the movie does not let us forget that the guards were human beings like ourselves, and that demonizing them only invites us to try to forget the Holocaust, and therefore fall victim to Santayana's warning. It also reflects our awareness that Germans today, however improbable, are the current guardians of democracy as anchors in the European Union itself, an international force for human rights of immense significance. Everyone in the film is portrayed as a human being, for better or for worse, no matter how sadistic or beneficent their behavior is. That is accurate. And that is new. When the credits roll, the world's present-day flirtation with the fatal amnesia of dividing people into categories of us versus them is highlighted by the voices of people, some famous and some obscure, including European politicians and Trump, urging people to dehumanize others. The message is as clear as it is well demonstrated in this fine Slovakian film. One hopes that these messages become part of our eternal vigilance over the past and how it is remembered, and not part of a present in which so far forgetfulness is the new memory. That's it for today's episode of AudiblySpeaking.com. New podcast episodes appear on AudiblySpeaking.com approximately once every two weeks. Until next time, this is Rick Ryman. Happy listening.